48K News. It's 11 o'clock. I'm Robert Camp. Tonight's headlines. DAB calls on the government to hurry up with its expected restructuring. Landlords of subdivided flats face tighter restrictions on rent increases. And men and regulators have reportedly ordered sweeping changes to Alipay. DAB chairwoman Starry Lee says she hopes the government can work quickly on a restructuring that is expected to see the creation of new bureaus to deal with housing problems and cultural development. Francis Sitt reports. Chief Executive Carrie Lam hinted over the weekend at the government facelift, saying there's a consensus on setting up a bureau focusing on cultural issues, as well as the need to strengthen coordination on land and housing matters. Starry Lee, who has the biggest party in Leshko, told RTHK that she wants the changes finished by the time a new administration takes office next summer. Based on the past experience, it can be done after the CE election and before the new CE take up his or her term so as to make the new administration have the latest structure to carry out their work. The DAB has been among those calling for a government restructure, and Ms Lee says such changes would help speed up the government's work. I think the government should put more emphasis on the housing and land issue because that is one of the structural issues that we have not successfully dealt with. Therefore, we have suggested to put the land planning and also the housing into one bureau. We believe that with that setting, it helped the government to speed up the development of land and also building of housing. Ms Lee says a new bureau focusing on cultural development would be in line with plans for Hong Kong set out under Beijing's 14-5-year plan. I think Hong Kong will have that potential to further develop our cultural, sport and tourist industry. And of course, it's not only about industry. We want Hong Kong to act as a centre to deliver good China story. Reports said the CE will announce a study on the proposed restructuring and her policy address next month, with a concrete plan expected by early next year. Landlords of subdivided flats are facing tighter restrictions on rent increases. In July, the administration proposed a cap of 15% after two years, but the Transport and Housing Bureau now says the maximum increase should be 10% after listening to lawmakers. Silai San from the Society for Community Organisation welcomed the change but said she said even 10% could be too much for those on low pay. Of course, 10% is still not really a good figure. But at least uh, better than 15%. So uh, we hope, of course, the landlord, they also know that actually those people, they, they actually cannot afford such a high level of uh, increase of rent. Government says it will start stripping charities of their tax exemptions if they're deemed to have engaged in or supported activities that are contrary to the interests of national security. Joanne Wong has the details. In a post on his official blog, the Treasury Secretary Christopher Hu said the new tax guide for charitable institutions and trusts of a public character would go into effect immediately. He says the government has to prevent people with ulterior motives from endangering national security in the name of charity. He said the amended guidance would apply to both new applications as well as to charities that already enjoy tax exemption, adding that the Inland Revenue Department will conduct regular reviews. When asked by reporters if the government had a list of organizations to be investigated, Mr. Hoy would only say that the government will follow existing procedures when implementing the tax guidance. 
Jailed former Democratic Party chairman and lawmaker Albert Ho says he's quitting the Hong Kong alliance in support of patriotic democratic movements of China, which is being accused by the government of violating the national security law. Jimmy Choi reports. In a statement issued from prison, the former lawmaker says he's leaving the Hong Kong alliance, as well as the China Human Rights Lawyers Concern Group and the New School for Democracy, which, like the alliance, have been ordered by police to hand over details of their operations. Ho, who's currently serving an 18-month prison term for offences relating to protests in 2019, did not say why he was quitting the three groups. Ho and two other alliance leaders, Li Chak-yan and Chao Hang-tung, as well as the group itself, are accused of inciting subversion of state power. Mainland regulators have reportedly ordered sweeping changes to Alipay, the country's biggest payment app, as part of its overhaul of the tech sector. According to the Financial Times, Alipay was told to spin off its profitable microloan business. Source told the newspaper that Beijing wants to end big tech's monopoly, which comes from their control of data. Last year, regulators pulled the plug on the IPO of Alipay's parent. And tune to RTHK, time is five minutes past eleven. The High Court has overturned the convictions of two people accused of joining an unlawful assembly in 2019, saying the trial wasn't fair. But it's upheld the convictions of six other defendants in the case. Jimmy Choi reports. Siu Ho Yin, Tang Wing Hei, Chen Chen Ting, Ang Hang, Liu Qi Feng, Carmen Chan, Byron Wu and So Cheng Yi have been convicted of taking part in an unlawful assembly on the night of August 13, 2019. Hundreds of protesters had gathered in Mong Kok blocking and occupying roads. The eight defendants were given up to six months in prison or sent to rehabilitation centres, with seven of them released on bail for the appeal. Delivering her verdict, Justice Juliana Barnes ruled that the prosecution had failed to prove beyond reasonable doubt that Mr Wu, who's 25, and Ms So, who's 24, had been part of the unlawful protest. The judge accepted that Mr Wu may have only been a passerby, adding that the lower court had failed to fully consider his testimony. It was not clear, she said, whether he was the same person identified by prosecutors in CCTV footage. The judge also ruled that Ms. So had not been given a fair trial, noting that the Kowloon City Magistrate had cross-examined her alongside the prosecutors. She added that Ms. So's account that she had been looking for a lost friend at the time may have been true. But the judge rejected the appeals of the other six, saying the prosecution had proved their roles in the protest. The six were immediately taken back into custody to complete the remainder of their sentences. Former six students at a Kuntong Sanjay School have become the first in Hong Kong to resume full-day classes. People say it's important to be able to spend more time in lessons to prepare for public exams. Wang Yingting reports. Delia Memorial School Hipwall has been allowed to resume whole-day Form 6 classes, being as more than 70% of the students and teachers have been vaccinated against COVID. One of the students, Aaron, who received Beyond Tech jabs a few months ago, said it would be better to study with his friends. I think it's about time that we have normal classes. Uh, I'm sure everyone is like, excited for it. It's easier to study with the teachers and students around you than at home, because at home, you get distracted. Another student surnamed Ip, who received Sinovac jabs, said he couldn't stick to his learning schedule when there were only online classes in the past year. 
It's necessary to resume full-day classes. Because of the pandemic, my learning progress was quite behind. There will be more learning time when I can attend full-day lessons. There wasn't enough lesson time in the past and not much guidance from teachers. Teachers will be able to facilitate our learning more after full-day classes resume. Lam Yim Ling, the principal of the school, said the vaccination rate among students from senior forms was higher than that for those in lower years. She said they sent out questionnaires to parents at the beginning of the month, asking for opinions on resuming full-day lessons, and the school is still gathering vaccination records from students in other forms. Form 6 students at Hangzhou Secondary School in Chenquan O will also resume whole-day classes on September 23rd. The school's headmaster, Tang Fei, told RTHK that he hopes the arrangement will encourage more students from other forms to get jabs. He said the school will adhere to strict anti-epidemic rules, including making sure students have lunch behind partitions. According to government figures, as of September 3rd, 92% of teaching staff and 51% of students across the territory have received at least one dose of a COVID-19 vaccine. Macau election officials have blamed the COVID-19 pandemic for a low voter turnout in yesterday's Legislative Assembly election, when voters went to the polls to choose 14 directly elected lawmakers. Here in Hong Kong, roundtable lawmaker Michael Teen says he also expects a drop in turnout in the upcoming LegCo polls. He told Francis Sitt that's because people will need to get used to new rules after Beijing's implementation of electoral reforms in the SCR, which saw the number of directly elected seats substantially reduced and candidacy requirements altered to ensure that only people deemed patriots could take part. I think we most likely will face the same situation. No, it's just simply because the rules uh, were changed. The election rules were changed. Many people are not used to the new rule, or not that they support or not support. They want to have a wait and see attitude. Definitely, uh, you would experience a, uh, a drop. I make that comment very categorically uh, w- without taking into account the quality of the candidates. But honestly, that is also very important. Even if you change the rules, if you still have star players, if you still have candidates, that people actually respect and they feel that they should at least go and vote to encourage these people to continue to serve, then I think the rate may may be salvaged a little bit. So I I don't know the quality or the uh, public acceptability of the pool of candidates in Macau, so I can't comment. Of course, Macau authorities have uh, kind of pinpointed to the fact that the pandemic is still ongoing and then the weather is not too fine yesterday. So they said that's why the turnout rate was, mm. uh, has dropped. Do you think it's related? I don't buy that. I never thought weather was ever an issue. Uh, with regard to the pandemic, we're not talking about a year ago. We're talking about today. Right? If you look at all the social distancing restrictions, people are coming out, you know, the beaches everywhere, you know. But honestly, in Hong Kong, we're doing a pretty good job handling the pandemic. The hospital authority says a 67-year-old man has died from COVID-19 at the United Christian Hospital in Kroon Tong. The authority said the man had been admitted on September the 1st and had since been taken out of isolation. He remained in hospital, but his condition worsened. He died yesterday, bringing the total number of COVID-related deaths in public hospitals to 205. Separately, health officials reported one imported COVID case a day, a man who had flown in from Qatar. North Korea says two cruise missiles tested over the weekend successfully hit their targets more than 1,500 kilometres away. 
According to state media, the missiles were of a new type and amounted to a strategic weapon of great significance. Robert Kelly, a professor of political science at Pusan University in South Korea, said the missiles could be a potent weapon if what Pyongyang says is correct. The ones that, that people really care about, particularly outside of the region, are, of course, the ballistic missiles, which go much further. But this one looks like it's sort of more medium range. Um, it could conceivably strike Okinawa if the range the North Koreans gave is correct. Okinawa is where the U.S. has a lot of uh, forces that would support a war in North Korea. And if they could put a nuclear weapon on it, then that's uh, that's actually a pretty powerful regional weapon. You know, we don't know. I mean, the North Koreans lie about this stuff all the time. Sport now, Hong Kong cycling star Sarah Lee has won the SAR's first gold medal of the National Games in Shanxi. She beat Zhong Tianxi of Shanghai in the women's sprint final. Lee won 2-0 in the best of three fair. Hong Kong has won a gold and a bronze at the game so far. Local teenager Coleman Wong has reason to celebrate at the US Open as he and partner Max Westphal won the junior boys doubles title. Wong Yintin spoke to Wong's father about the about his son's success. 17-year-old Komen Wong's victory in New York over the weekend made him the first Hong Konger to win a boys' doubles Grand Slam title. Wong's dad, Bruce, says it's a surprising result and believes his son's cheerful demeanor was key to success. I think attitude is the key. He's a very cheerful person and very positive. Till now, he is now 17 years old and very simple-minded. His heart is very clear, so he can easy to focus on every game. Bruce Wong says this title at the U.S. Open is an important step. To be a professional one, he needs to sacrifice something. Like Coleman, from five years old, he just played tennis. No piano, no drawing, no others. I think for over 12 years of hard work, he is now proved himself can do a little step trying to become a professional one. The president of the Hong Kong Tennis Association, Philip Mock, says Coleman's win can serve as motivation for other young local tennis players. Hong Kong juniors have always done very well, regionally as well as internationally. But what may be lacking is a little bit of belief that they too can go all the way to the top. So hopefully, you know, Coleman's success is going to let the other juniors know that it is possible. Tennis Association President Philip Mock ending that report from Wong Ying-ting. Reminder of our top stories tonight, DAB calls on the government to hurry up with its expected restructuring. Landlords of subdivided flats face tighter restrictions on rent increases and men and regulators have reportedly ordered sweeping changes to Alipay. And now the weather. It, it will become cloudy. A few showers and isolated thunderstorms tomorrow. Very hot with sunny intervals during the day. Temperatures will range between 28 and 33 degrees. Light winds, the outlook. There will be some showers in the following couple of days. Temperatures currently 30 degrees and the humidity is 76%. And the very hot weather warning is in force. And that's the news from RTHK. <laughs>
People over the years reckon that that's a direct copy of Johann Sebastian's uh, Air on the G-String. It's not a direct copy. It's sort of, uh, it is definitely influenced by it and Sleepers Awake also by Barker, by the way. But uh, it's not a direct copy, but it's a great track. Progol Horror, of course, of Wider Shade of Pellers. We head into our second hour this Monday. 